It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day everyone, welcome back to our daily Euros live stream on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today we will be previewing tomorrow's fixtures, which are Sweden-Poland, Slovakia-Spain, Portugal-France and Germany-Hungary, the conclusion to both Group E and Group F. As always, if you've got any questions, comments, funnel them through. You know, we love a bit of interaction on the stream. So send them through any thoughts on today's games and tomorrow's games. But first of all, I'll introduce my man, George Gamble. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Obviously, uh, always good to end off with a win. So, uh, yeah, spirits are high. Looking forward to yes. discussing the games tomorrow in a, obviously a big occasion because we'll find out exactly who it is that we're going to be up against in the next round. Yes, I know they made the dreaded decision to win the Czech Republic game. <laughs> they, they did indeed. But uh, obviously one thing that I think a lot was missed, obviously the, the next round that we played, if we won the group, it's played at Wembley. So you argue maybe that's something to do with it. But I think it, it's, you know, they're going to want it. I thought it was going to be a case if it was only a 1-0 scoreline. Probably should have should have been more, to be honest. Um, but no, we'll take it. Still a tight game getting another win under our belt. Haven't conceded a single goal in the group stages, so hopefully you can gather a little bit of momentum going into those knockout stages now. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, Neil will not be joining us today as I think he's uh, he's sick or is he? I mean, he's done a, he's done a lot of the, He's done every live stream so far, so give the big man a break and uh, let him rest up and get ready for the for the finals and I noticed on our little roster yesterday that old Nigel's going to pop up once the finals come around, once the glitz and the glam's here, he just dusts off the old bald head and comes in, doesn't he? He does He does a John Terry when it gets good. So suddenly a whip on the kit like, yes, I was here, I was here. Yeah. When it gets to the nice important bit. Yeah, misses the grind of the group stages and then jumps in at the mm. end. Um, so, yeah, that'll be good and that'll be on uh, well, Thursday night for you guys. So, we'll be back to preview the first few games in the round of 16. But, um, yeah, what did you think of today's games, mate? Obviously, pretty happy with the with the England performance. But if you're like me, a little bit disappointed with how the Scotland game panned out. They, I think we talked about backing them yesterday when they were at 3.1 or 3.2. Uh, I don't know what they ended up going into at the end, but I saw on trade, mate, they were telling me to bet Scotland at 2.8. So I assume they must have uh, they must have come in quite a bit. Um, yeah, well, it's, like you said, very happy with the England result, like we've already mentioned. But oh, yeah, desperately unhappy with the, the Scotland game because you know I think we were talking, weren't we? during the game it's just yeah. kind of how well Scotland were playing Croatia looked just awful Scotland were all over them I think racking up the corner count within the first 10 minutes you know putting that pressure on but they've just not got anyone to finish the chances that they create and it's been uh, it's been the precedent for them really it's been the story of their tournament they just can't seem to put the ball in the net obviously I know they did uh, this evening finally got underway finally got off the mark but um, 
Yeah, that's been disappointing. It was just kind of individual quality, like that Modric goal, the technique on it was oh, it was just it was just sensational. Um, it it really was. So yeah, slightly unfortunate. I, maybe this obviously I didn't watch the whole game. I only saw the highlights from uh, those key moments. But for me, looking at I can imagine Scotland. You know, I can imagine them playing well. But obviously, those three goals that were conceded, Croatia were just efficient by the looks of things, particularly the XG lines. Um, but yeah, no fair play to Croatia. Um, unlucky for Scotland, but it, it tells Scotland exactly what they need to improve on, which is their finishing. So there's no question about their energy, the dynamism and, yeah. and guile, but it's just the finishing. They just haven't got anyone to put in the box. They're, they're basically the Brighton of international football. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I, I I did rubbish Croatia to you via message at the start of the game, but they I will mm. admit they did improve as the game went on. But... Um, yeah, kind of just watching that first 10, 20 minutes of the game, I was like, this confirms everything that, that we've thought that Scotland have just been, you know, so wasteful in front of goal and Croatia are just pretty pedestrian in attack. But mm-hmm. they've got those quality players, you know, Perisic, Modric, you know, they can they can get something out of nothing and that's what happened in the end. So, yeah, bad day for Scotland lovers. I had Croatia not to qualify to the groups too and that was it. I couldn't believe I was upset at lost, but... Um, I looked at the odds. I got I got three point seven five for that. So I was like, all right. Well, I mean, I I'd be upset a little bit more if it was maybe two something. But yeah, it uh it ended up yeah. going right to the end. But anyway, mate, we'll stop babbling on about today. Let's um let's talk about the first game tomorrow, which will be Sweden versus Poland. But firstly. As always, sorry, John Ellis just said just you and George today. Yes, mate. Just mentioned that off the top that Neil is – he's sick, mate. I don't know what's wrong with him. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, he won't be here and it'll just be George and I. Uh, just a quick disclaimer, as always, this video and all the videos on our channel uh, is – is oh, gee, sorry. I'm reading off a script here and I've just completely lost where I am. Uh, I, I or no one else on this YouTube channel is a financial advisor. This is just educational content aimed at improving your knowledge about sports betting. There is a risk of losing money, doing betting, doing betting, and what choices you make with your money is up to you. So please be responsible. Sweden versus Poland. I will get the odds checker on my screen here. You can see that you can get Best odds of about 2.6 for Poland. For Sweden, you can get as high as 2.8, 2.85, and the draw sits at around 3.5. So, sweet. I'll get the guy. Oh, I always forget to do this. I can get the group uh, group standings up too if you give me one moment. So, we have... Ta-da. We have Sweden on four points at the top, Slovakia on three in second place, Spain in third with two points, and Poland in last with one point. So, as you can see, Sweden have already qualified for the knockout stage of the tournament, whereas Poland need a win to go through. The Swedes have been quite good this tournament so far, you would say. Most people did expect them to go through to the round of 16 and they've done that with flying colours but they come up against a Poland fighting for their life which will present some challenges even though the Poles have been quite poor this tournament. Over to you, mate. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, as you just mentioned, Sweden, no strong outfit, strong uh, team as a collective. 
already assured of at least a top three finish. So they they should be going into the next round. And yeah, they entered this tournament with five consecutive victories, and that includes four wins to nil. So you know that they are a very strong side, very efficient, very solid at the back. Um, and they've continued that form by adding another two clean sheets in, in this tournament so far. Um, when I was kind of doing the research, there were odds of around two point nine. Um, which gives me an expected chance of winning uh, 34%. But Sweden, when priced up at similar similar prices, they've actually won 85% of their matches when they've been at around those odds, which I thought was just staggering. Um, but yeah, they've seen under two and a half goals in four of their last five matches. Um, it's just testament to how tight and organised they are, as well as able to nick a goal when you look at their winning record as well. Um, and they've also scored first in eight of their last nine games overall, so they do tend to strike first. Um, looking at Poland, kept just one clean sheet across their last nine matches, winning one, drawn four and lost four. And that one clean sheet came against uh, the 158th ranked nation, Andorra. So, you know, you should be keeping clean sheets against them, but everyone else they come across has managed to notch against Poland. Um, yeah, failure to win here. Season exit uh, at the group stage of this European Championship without a victory for the third time in four attempts. Um, mm. But yeah, with five straight Poland games, witnessing both teams to score, for me, the, the game promises entertainment. Um, and perhaps their draw with Spain uh, on Saturday, it, it might act as a timely confidence boost, you know, abling, being able to get that draw against uh, a very tough Spanish side who themselves haven't been great, but they're still very tough to play. Um, and yeah, both teams have scored in all of Poland's previous five matches. They've actually conceded first in four of their last five as well. And I've seen more than two and a half goals in six of the last eight matches. So it wouldn't surprise me here if the format went that, you know, Sweden opened the scoring and, and Poland equalised it, similar to how it obviously uh, happened in Spain. Uh, for, sorry, for Poland against Spain. But uh, for me, this game's pretty much got everything you need for goals. You know, only a win will do for Poland if they want to snatch a place in the next round. And, and it means they've got to commit men forward. And Sweden have got players that will punish them on the counter. As I said, they're very organised collectively. They'll all know their jobs. And I think we could be in for an exciting game uh, with goals and, and chances galore, personally. But, you know, Sweden, they are a tough nut to crack and they've kept clean sheets in both their games so far. But with qualification all but secured and facing a desperate Poland side, ready to kind of throw caution to the wind, throw everything at them, I think both teams can get on the score sheet here. So I really quite like both teams to score in this one at, uh, at 1.95. I know Sweden have got that clean sheet, but... Considering they've already qualified, you, you have to think maybe they'll they'll rest a couple of players, but I still think they've got enough to get on the score sheet against a Poland side with a, just a dismal defence. So, given the motivations of both teams, given everything that's on the line and the previous records, yeah, both teams to score looks a solid bet here. Hmm, very interesting, mate. I didn't expect that one out of you. I thought I thought we'd be going for the angle of of not many goals here. I mean, you would assume that. You know, Poland, as you said, will be trying very hard to get that goal and Sweden may be just happy to to sit back and soak up the pressure and and play it that way and, I mean, maybe not try and count. I mean, they're obviously going to try and counter and score goals, but um, maybe let's just say that scenario did happen and they went up 1-0, Sweden did, then maybe it becomes even more likely that it'll you know, peter out into a nothing kind of game. So you're kind of relying on, are you relying on Poland, do you think, to score the, the first goal? Or are you just thinking that no matter how the game plays out, that there will be lots of goals? Yeah, I don't, it doesn't really concern me who uh, who scores first. I think the likelihood is that, that Sweden might score first. And yes, I think they could sit back. But, you know, it's hard, it's easy to say, but you've got 
probably if the Ballon d'Or was held this year, there's no doubts in my mind that Lewandowski is the winner of that Ballon d'Or. You know, you've got him up front for your side. Before against Spain, he can score from nothing, from the smallest of chances. Um, and, you know, Sweden aren't Spain. They're not going to hold on to the ball for, for ages. Poland will have that have a lot of possession, in my opinion. Um, so for me, I, they need to score. They have to win the game. So I, I don't see how they don't. And given the record of both teams scoring in Poland's recent games, you know, they clearly know where the net is. The problem is just keeping them out the other end. Um, and it's kind mm. of, it's hampered them somewhat. So for me, I, I don't, I'm not too fussed about the way this game pans out. For me, I think this has got, in terms of what you'd need when you're looking for a game that's got goals, I think this has all of it. It's got motivation. It's got a side that will throw to caution to the wind. Like I said, you've got an absolute world-class centre forward um, for Poland, but you've also got with Sweden some excellent players. Like, um, Isaac, we've been raving about Isaac. And oh, mate. He's not, even though he's not scored this tournament yet, it's, the chances he's created, you know, the, how close he's come, just the way he plays football is brilliant. It's, yeah. You feel like maybe it's time that, and obviously, if he, unless he gets rested, but you feel it's time he's got to break that duck and, and get on the score sheet. So, yeah, like I said, for me, it's got everything you'd need. So I do like both teams to score here. Zlatan, eat your heart out, mate. Isak's the man at the moment. I, I saw on I saw on Twitter that he's got a 60 million release clause or something. I, I can't mm. remember. What team does he play for? Oh, what, Isak? Yeah. Uh, Real Sociedad. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if any any club triggers that release clause because mm-hmm. uh, I think maybe people might have been hesitant before the tournament, but <laughs> considering what people have seen so far, 60 million could be. I mean, it's a big, big call, but it could be a little bit of a steal. Um, Limerick for Liam, I really like this question. This is how far do we think Sweden can go in the tournament? Because the way I look at Sweden is, yeah, they're obviously not the best side in the tournament when it comes to individual talent, but they, to me, they're like the they're the ultimate team, aren't they? Like they just they're. It's pretty rare that in international football you can find a team like this that are just so well set up mm. and well drilled because they don't play together very often. But it seems yep. like their their manager has got them set up playing so beautifully and as a team. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you look throughout that entire team; just they're such a cohesive unit. Um, everyone knows what job they're performing. Everyone is so well drilled, like you said. It's yeah, I, I think they could. Obviously, it's easy to say now that we've seen some teams and how they're starting to play. But you know, before Denmark, I think were everyone's dark horses. But you know, I can see Sweden causing a, a couple of upsets just with how tight they are. You know, that that clean sheet record is very, very impressive. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the performance they had, I believe it was against uh, Slovakia, it was very, very professional. They were under the cost somewhat for a while, handled it well, got the win. You know, I, I think they can cause a lot of teams a lot of problems. So, depending on obviously who they do get in the next round, how it kind of all yeah. pans out. How do how do we know the draw for that? I, someone Janelle's just said here they play in Croatia if they finish second. I I should. Yeah. I mean, this is my after job. what I saw from Croatia today, you know, obviously with, we've already discussed their performance against Scotland, and it was just sort of game of moments. But over the course of ninety minutes, I think Sweden are probably the better side anyway. I know they've got Modric and Perisic for, for Croatia, not getting any younger, but I think they're more of a Sweden are more of a cohesive team with finishes um, than say Scotland are, or, and say that Croatia are. So I think Sweden would progress past Croatia if that was the case, if they were to play. Yeah. Um, and then you'd see obviously Sweden in the quarters. So yeah, maybe even they could manage to shock everyone, get to the quarters, get to the semis. 
I don't see them getting much further than that, but who knows? I'm sure we'd have all said the same about Greece when they won it. Yeah, I'm just reading the draw now. So uh, second in Group E plays second in Group D. So I would assume that has Croatia finished second or Czech Republic? Yeah, no, I believe Croatia have finished second. Okay, and then if they finish first, they will play third in Group A, B, C or D. So I think either way, the chances of Sweden getting through to the the quarterfinals at least uh, are looking reasonably favourable. So it would be interesting to actually look that up, actually. Maybe as as you talk about in the next game, I can look up and see what the odds are of Sweden to make it through to the quarters um, because that could be a potential futures play for people before this um before this game is played out um all right mate anything else you wanted to say about this game or you were just settling with the both teams to score at 1.95 i think it was yeah i'm settling with uh with the both teams to score on that one okay love it mate let's go to slovakia versus spain and this is this is a funny old game like who would have thought that we'd be going into this one uh thinking that Slovakia, or at least knowing that Slovakia are ahead of Spain in the group. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Spain should be in a better place than they are now, but they, they're just pretty similar to Scotland, I guess you could say. They can't seem to take that final step and put the ball in the back of the net. They probably need a win here or they are out, whereas a draw will do it for Slovakia on the back of a spirited loss to the Swedes. What are you thinking in this one, mate? Yeah, as you said, Slovakia, they only need a draw um, with Luis, Luis Enrique's side to seal progression uh, after that opening day victory over Poland. It means they can't be caught by Paolo Sousa's side either in that scenario. Um, I mean, I guess the temptation to sh- you know, shut up shop against Spain um, will certainly be real for Tarkovic, um, especially seeing as you know his side couldn't hit the target with, in 10 attempts against Sweden. Um, it couldn't score. You know, it's... And I'd argue that Spain are going to obviously, well, I'd argue, I think only a brave man would say Spain aren't going to dominate the ball in this one. But with shot results being thrown at left, right and centre so far, um, (laughs) the open nature of Group E kind of means that Slovakia could still progress as winners or finish rock bottom of the group. Um, But I guess the format does sound slightly far-fetched. You know, you've got the Spain side looking to kickstart their campaign at the third attempt and you'd be a brave man to bet against them doing it. Um, looking at Spain, they need that victory here to just guarantee progression into that knockout phase. And thankfully for them, they go into this matchup boasting a hundred percent record um, against Slovakia on home soil. But there's no value in Spain for the win whatsoever. When I looked earlier, when I was you know putting this together, the odds are around one point one eight, which gives them an expected chance of winning um, of eighty five percent. Yet when Spain are priced up at, at this uh, sort of mark, they only actually win fifty nine percent of those matches. So there's quite a disparity there, an alarming disparity. Um, they've not lost in their last nine games, but have drawn three of their last five, and they've only beaten Kosovo and Lithuania um, whilst drawing with Portugal, Sweden and Poland in those last five. But, you know, you never know. They could potentially follow the route of Portugal um, and draw all of their group stage games, yet still get to the final. Who knows? Um, but the, the angle that I'm going for, instead of anything to do with Spain winning, um, I'm dipping into the props bet slightly, so I'm going towards fouls. Hmm. Slovakia, the most fouled side on average at this tournament so far. You know, across those two games, they're fouled on average 15.5 times per game. Um, they've also been fouled 11 or more times in 13 of their last 15 competitive games. And Spain have to win this to to guarantee that qualification. 
um, with the possibility of a return in Busquets as well in, in that centre mid. I think it could get quite physical in the middle of the park because, you know, Spain press and they look to win back that possession quickly. Um, but Slovakia really need a draw so they can kind of play for set pieces, break up the flow of the game. Um, you know, Spain are committing on average 11.5 fouls per game across the two matches that they played in this tournament. And given how intense this affair I think is going to be, I think we can expect a few cheap fouls. You know, Spain trying to get that ball back, Slovakia going down quite easily, just trying to break up that motion of play, give themselves a rest um, and regroup. That's how I kind of see it panning out. So Unibet have quite generously put the line at over 10.5 fouls, uh, Spain to commit over 10.5 fouls. That was at 1.72 earlier, but it's now dropped to just 1.7. So yeah, I'm not too many prop bets over this. I've mainly been covering kind of like handicaps, that sort of thing, but um, and overs and unders, but yeah, over 10.5 fouls on, on Spain's part looks good value to me. I'd probably have it a bit lower than that, just considering the rate at which Slovakia are fouled, given everything that's on the line here, given how I think the game's going to pan out. I'd have it a little bit lower than that. Not too much. I wouldn't take anything much below, probably maybe like 1.66, something like that. But anything around there, I'd, I'd probably still take. But yeah, 1.72 looked good to me, so I've taken that. All right. Nice, mate. And and what are your thoughts on the match odds here, which I forgot to to mention? I know you said Spain are incredibly short, and and when they're at those odds, it's I think you said it's a fifty nine percent chance that they win. But these uh, <laughs> these odds on Slovakia, they you don't really see odds like this very often. I know that they have no, they don't need to win this game, but you know. <laughs> These these kind of prizes, 18, 19 on the exchanges, seem very, very big. Yeah, I mean, oh, I did kind of see that. And obviously, as we've already stated, there's absolutely no value in Spain for me. Um, just none at all. I mean, obviously, I know it's being played uh, in Seville. But still, you know, they struggled against Sweden there. Obviously, we know we've already mentioned how Sweden are that cohesive unit. Um, Slovakia didn't particularly impress um, against Poland. Um, sorry, no, not Poland. Who was it that they, uh, they drew with? I'm trying to recall who it was now. Um, but nevertheless, I I just I don't see how Spain at such a low price. I don't get they should be clear favourites, definitely. But This has to be the lowest team. price of the tournament so far, mate. Yes, and it's, it's for a team that's that's really not, <laughs> not as good as this. Uh, like, you know, there are so many better teams that, sh- that should have maybe been priced up like this. Well, mate, you can get 4.5 on the double chance of Slovakia or draw. And the Spain side have obviously, like I said, they've drawn their first opening uh, two games, 1-0-0, uh, and then 1-1-0. And, yeah, like the, they've drawn three of their last five and only beat Kosovo and Lithuania. But they've drawn with Portugal, Sweden and Poland, any sides that have got a little bit about them. So, yeah, Slovakia or draw, if you want a, a little mug punt, I think that's a. It's not a bad shout at four point oh, five. You know, I love a mug punt, mate. <laughs> you um, yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah. It just seems like it's 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 too big, really. There's the price on Slovakia there, but I mean, all it takes is you know Spain. You assume they'll have the possession, like always, be pressuring them throughout the game. All it takes is one stray pass. Slovakia up the pitch, score one nil, and then they're. Then they're just defending the whole rest of the game. So, I mean, surely the chances yeah. of that happening are a lot better than 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 what these odds suggest. But yeah, it's a. It's oh, a really... it's, I mean, it's it's got to be the case. Yeah. The, the, that price is it's just absolutely mental. I mean, 
16 to 1, you're basically saying they've got a 5 or a 6% probability of, of winning the game. Um, yeah. Like, you can even get 19. <laughs> even at, at 7 to 2 for the double chance, you know, Slovakia or draw, that's still 22% likelihood. So you cannot honestly tell me that seven, you know, just the odds are ridiculous, in my opinion. I, I yeah. don't. I don't see what the disparity... Yes, Spain should be favourites, but if they'd have gone out and won their first opening games, like 4-0 and 5-0, yeah, fine, fair enough, have a 16-1. to Spain haven't even won a game yet. They've drawn both of them, and a lot of the times they've not, not fashioned too many chances. You know, So I don't, I don't get the disparity in that, if I'm being truly honest. Yep, no, I understand, mate. Uh, there is quite a few questions come through here from from Jarnell. Superb stuff, mate. He said, looked at the shot lines for this game, think it's over 24 and a half at Unibet at 1.85. He also mentioned Jordi Alba passes line at 93.5. Says he likes the overs as crazy as that sounds. I mean, especially if, you know, the more Slovakia hold them out, um, you know, or, or maybe even if it's just one nil Spain, you can just see them dominating possession. Um, he asked, "What's the uni bet fouls handicap line at? Could that be a play if you fancy that?" So it's uh, over the total fouls handicap is over twenty three point five um, on uni bet, and you can get that at around one point nine. I'm um, just loading this up again because I believe, um, I think it's Bjorn Kuipers who is the referee for this one. I mean, yeah, it is, and he's, I mean, he's only averaging around 22 fouls per game so far this season. I believe that goes up when he's on international duty um, as well. He's only awarding around 2.3 cards per game, uh, yellow cards per game, that is, average uh, this season in all competitions. But yeah, so I wouldn't want to go with the totals. I think the, the disparity with that, I, I like the Spain fouls, but it's in total fouls. I think you're asking a lot for, for you know, because I'd say personally you're expecting Spain to commit a lot more fouls than Slovakia because I don't think Slovakia... You see it all the time in the Premier League. So you'd expect, if you didn't know much about fouls, you'd expect the likes of Man City and, and Liverpool to get fouled more often simply because they're always the ones with the ball and attacking. When actually quite often you see they're the teams that get fouled the least because no sides can get near them because they keep moving the ball around so much. Um, so for me, I wouldn't like to go on the total simply because you're expecting Slovakia to get his fouls. And I don't think they get near this Spain side. Hence why I've gone on Spain fouls, because I do believe if that when they do lose the ball, they like to press so quickly and get that ball back, as we've seen with uh, Guardiola's Barcelona, we've seen with Luis Enrique when he did it, and now Luis Enrique is in charge of the national team. Um, so for me, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go on the overs on that one. I think, for example, the disparity between the fouls per game average for Bjorn Kuipers and the, the one on Unibet, I think just 23.5 is a little bit high in my opinion. Yep. Uh, compliment for you here, mate. Limerick for Lean says, your guest is really on the ball. He acts like you've never been here before, mate. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a few quid on Slovakia under two and a half goals, pre-tournament, starting to sweat now. I mean, you would have been sweating profusely after the first game against Poland. Uh, what do you think his chances are? I mean, the chances of Slovakia scoring a goal against Spain pretty slim so you'd have to say that the odds are in your favour mate but this is football that's it yeah I, I think by all means sweat you're going to sweat it only takes one goal doesn't it but uh, the Spain side I think they're reeling I think they want to put in a good performance personally um, so I think you might be okay but we were just stating earlier the fact that the odds disparity in terms of value 
were, were too high. But in terms of actual chances, um, I think you should be safe. But like Alex said, this is football. Stranger things have happened. Yep, 100%, mate. Uh, I have got another market here for Sweden to get through to the quarterfinal, and they are at 2.38 or 3.7 at, uh, at Bet365. And so I've done a little bit of digging here, and so they're either going to play Croatia, like we mentioned, or they're going to play Switzerland or Czech Republic. Mm. So... I think against all those three teams, you would say that they are favourites to go through. Maybe not against Croatia, but I think even if they don't go as favourites, there's still a, probably a better chance than at what 2.38 suggests. So what yep. are we thinking here, mate? Have we just picked out a potential outright pick here thanks to someone's brilliant question about, uh, it was Limerick for Leon, about how, how far we think they can go in the tournament? Yeah, quite a possible. I mean, I, I don't necessarily want want to do it yet. I do kind of want to see how they get on tomorrow because I'm excited to see them. I've watched their first two games and I've been quite impressed with how they've dealt with their opponents and how they kind of managed the occasion. But um, whilst tomorrow, you know, they are through, obviously. Um, yeah, I, do, I still want to kind of see how they perform. Uh, and then also that way you get a clearer picture as to who, people, who plays who within that next round as well. So, yeah, it'd probably be a waiting one for me. But at the moment, it looks... They look all right odds, but I think I just wait a little bit longer. All right, there we go, mate. Let's go to the group of death, and and what a final day we have here for this group. I'll get up the odds for the Portugal versus France game. France favourites at two point two five. The draw best odds about three point two five, and Portugal sitting at about three point eight. There, I think best odds there. Beth, bet365. Um, yeah, huge game here with huge implications for the tournament. I will get up the group standings at the moment. Uh, Portugal haven't been too flash this tournament so far. They've only really had that those you know 10-minute period against Hungary where they absolutely put them to the sword. But other than that, not that great. Uh, and they, it's funny enough, they risk crashing out of the groups here, which is which is crazy to say if they don't get a win. Uh, whereas France are through, but they probably are keen to erase a disappointing draw to. Hungry, mate, what are your thoughts on what is, once again, another fantastic game in Group F? Yeah, the, the Puskas Arena has thrown up some really interesting games so far um, in this group. Um, and Portugal were obviously electric in that last sort of, what, 15-minute blitz of Hungary in the opening game where they won that 3-0. Um, and followed that up with just, it was a torrid loss to, to Germany with four goals to two and that was obviously at the Allianz in Munich, but they kind of find themselves fighting to get one of those top two spots now after obviously a solid opening day. Um, and if results don't go their way, Santos going to have to kind of hold on to the hope that they can progress as one of the best third-placed outfits. And that'll be disappointing considering how well they started um, against Hungary, who were obviously meant to be the whipping boys of the group. But as it stands, they're the only ones that have actually uh, whipped Hungary. But... Yeah, their defensive mishaps against Germany, it was almost a little bit embarrassing. And at the end of match day two, it saw them accountable for 36% of the 14 own goals ever scored at Euro finals by the end of match day two. And it's, it was laughable. It really was. Germany put them to the sword. That 
Portugal's defending was just sloppy. It's like they're playing in treacle at times. It was, oh, it was horrendous. Um, and yeah, their odds are about 3.8, um, which gives them an expected chance of winning at around 26%. But when they've been priced up similarly before, they've only won 1% of those matches um, when they've mm-hmm. been around those odds. Like They don't perform well as outsiders um, at the moment, it seems. And they've seen more than two and a half goals in five of their last six games. They've also been the first to score in five of their last seven matches. But they have failed to score against France in their last four meetings, um, which doesn't bode well. They do tend to be relatively low scoring when these two meet. But yeah, for France, um, failure to keep their winning run going um, against a team that was widely expected to be the Grues Whipping Boys was a bit of a shock, to say the least. Um, but you know they've got four points from two matches. They remain top of Group F at the moment um, and will progress in first place with victory which is obviously what they're going to be aiming for. And they're unbeaten in their last nine games overall. have seen under two and a half goals in five of their last seven matches. And they've also scored first in six of their last seven. So it's a real battle of the Titans, this one for me. Um, they've also been winning at half time in six of their last eight and kept a clean sheet in their last four away matches against Portugal in all competitions. And kind of looking at it as well, N'Golo Kante, I don't think anyone hates N'Golo Kante, that you can't not love the man. He's been brilliant. And when him and Paul Pogba have started um, for France, so that's 29 games that they've started together, they've not lost a single one. Um, and I'm expecting Kante to stick to Fernandez like gum on shoe and just nullify his creative ability. And that allows Pogba and Rabiot you know, and, and other people in that midfield to break off and cut off those passing lines, really pressure their opponents as well. Um yeah, I think France would win that midfield battle. And also, Cristiano Ronaldo, he hates playing against France because uh, you know they're the only opponents he's played most often without finding the back of the net in international football. He's played them six times, 439 minutes to be precise, and he hasn't managed to score yet. And it has been a tournament so far of, of breaking records for, for Ronaldo. So I think he'll want to he'll be fired up for this one to try and get on that score sheet from a for a personal record. Um but yeah, having conceded four last time out to Germany, I think Santos is going to be wary um, of his Portugal side being exposed in a similar fashion because it was an embarrassing defeat, to say the least. Um, so I'm expecting a bit more of a subdued occasion uh, with both teams maybe probing each other out, trying to patiently see how the others are playing and how they can kind of counteract that. And as well as that, to support that even further, you've got Didier Deschamps, who's he's a pragmatic coach. Um, he's done exceptionally well with his tried and tested formula of kind of hitting teams with a devastating pace uh, of the likes of Mbappe. Um, and then just the precision of those attacks as well. You've got the likes of Griezmann up top. Um, obviously Giroud's been there for them in the past. Not Kareem Benzema, who's come back into the fold. And I think that's what they'll rely on. I don't see as much as us neutrals want to see it, this flamboyant French side with all the talent they've got on display. Deschamps isn't like that. It's a results driven business. So he's going to stick with his tried and tested method. So I don't see this one being massively, um, you know, full of goals personally. So I think it will be quite tight, and I think Portugal will want to focus on making sure that their defence is a lot better than it was, and not ship a ton of goals in. So for me, France double chance because I don't see them losing this game. Um, and a tentative affair, so I'm throwing in that under two and a half goals, and you can get that at two point zero nine. That was mm. on Betfred earlier today. Yeah. No, I don't mind that at all, mate. I, I was just looking at the goal lines. Yeah, I, was, I thought the line might be a little bit higher than than what it is now. I assume it's at you know two goals or maybe two point two five goals, but um, it seems like everyone's a big fan of under two and a half goals in mm. this one. Do you? How do you actually see it playing out? Do you think 
do you think France will want to take up possession or do you think Portugal will or do you, I, I kind of see this as the game as, well, we don't want the ball. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah similar we mentioned that last night, didn't we, saying, no, you have the ball. Um, yeah. But I, I see it potentially being a, a draw at half-time. Mm. Um, I think of all, I saw a stat earlier, and I believe it was something along the lines of, of France's last how twenty games, ten games in either World Cup or European Championship, just over fifty percent of them have been nil uh, nil at half time, and I can see this one following a, a similar suit with maybe one a goal nicking it at the end, or maybe a a one nil or a two nil tops for me. Um, so yeah, I, I see it being a very tentative affair in that first half with maybe Portugal getting hit on the counter um, as they try and struggle, you know, with the Mbappe, maybe Griezmann to score again is a good shout, but again, I, I quite like it. Mbappe to just cause havoc that second half, personally. Yeah, okay. It'll be a very, very interesting game, especially if mm. if France do get the victory and then you've got a case where Portugal, uh, there's still a chance of going through because three points at that stage, then you'd have three teams on three points, I believe. So I'm not sure... Uh, how that would be decided in terms of what team would go through. Maybe I'm assuming goals difference. And then if that's the same, then goals four, that would be my assumption. So, um, yeah, if France do win, it'll really turn into a, a, a nervous wait for Portuguese fans to see if they still will get through. Mm-hmm. Um, the final game will go through today, Germany. Hungary, I will get the odds up on the screen. We have Germany, just as I said, Spain are the lowest price so far. Germany might pip them here. You can get best odds of about 1.2 there. Draw is 8.5-ish, a little bit lower maybe. Hungary, you can get as high as 20 in odds, another huge, huge price. I think everyone's smelling a little a little mug accumulator with Slovakia and Hungary. I don't know. You said it, not me. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> Germany did lose a home to North Macedonia, so anything can happen. Yeah, that's a very, very, very good point. Uh, and that will be the, the, the reasoning for my decision. Now we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll keep you all waiting. Uh, but, yeah, as we know, everyone is... Uh, very high on Germany after that performance against Portugal. I'm not sure if they're still second favourites to win the tournament, but they certainly steamed into that after that game against Portugal. But they face a hungry side buoyed by their amazing result against the world champions, France, and I'm sure they'll fancy themselves to do it again and maybe go one better and get the win. A draw will do it for Germany, as we know, whereas Hungary need a win to progress. Mate, this is uh, this is what dreams are made of here. How good would it be to see the old Hungarians get a win here? Oh, it'd be great, wouldn't it? It would be good. But um, I do think the bookies have slightly overreacted to that result somewhat against Portugal, which is why I think we're seeing uh, the odds where they are. For another reason as well is this will be Hungary's first game away from a, a packed Puskas arena. So, you know, they played both of those games against Portugal and against France in, I think, front of around 60,000, creating a horrendous atmosphere for the visitors. Um, But this one's been played at the Allianz in Germany. And and Germany have got, obviously, a a fantastic record on home soil. They lost just three in their last 22 um, on home soil, winning 11 and drawing eight. But 
theoretically, Germany could still suffer group stage elimination um, in successive, actually, major tournaments for the first time ever. But they've also averaged 2.6 goals per fixture across the last 10 home internationals. But for them, defensive improvements were obviously still needed as they've only got three clean sheets in the last 16 games overall. I think we're due some changes um, at the back. I believe they might have a, a couple of potential knocks that they're dealing with. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what Joachim Löw does there. Um, but interestingly, Germany have limited the opposition to under 3.5 shots on target in each of their last seven internationals. It's, it's difficult to get shots at Manuel Neuer, but given the fact of how often they've conceded, it does tell you that when you get an opportunity to get a shot on target, it could quite easily go in, um, especially with both teams have scored in four of their Germany's last five matches too. But looking a bit further at Hungary, yeah, they can potentially still, quali- still qualify from uh, the group of death, as it was dubbed, which was just kind of unthinkable at the start of the tournament, wasn't it? And uh, they could go through in second place if they win on Wednesday against the odds and uh, Portugal lose. But even if they were to win and Portugal win second place, would then be decided on goal difference. There's so many permutations to it. And I believe they'd finish third if they win and the other game is drawn. And Yeah, but they're the 37th ranked FIFA nation. Um, they arrive at the Allianz having only lost once in 13 outings. You know, they're not to be taken lightly, Hungary. Because um, they've conceded just 0.7, yeah, 0.77 goals on average in that time. And I mean, they've not won any of their last three, but they've managed to keep both Portugal and France at bay for over an hour before conceding. They do know how to frustrate the big sides. So it just kind of remains to be seen if they can take it further and, and frustrate them for a longer period of time. But also, like I said, both of those games were in front of a packed push gas arena in front of their own fans. So it's it's a completely different kettle of fish on their travels going away to, to the Allianz in Germany. And I think that's telling for me. I think that'll play a key part uh, in this game. But as I said, Germany, they limit their opponents to shots. Um, and also Hungary are averaging the fewest shots per game in total out of anyone in the tournament with an average of five per game, which sounds fairly obvious considering the group they're in, considering the teams that they're surrounded by. But Germany are just as good, if not better than the others in that group. So it tells you that the story is probably not going to change. Hungary are going to struggle to get shots off. So you can see why Germany is such heavy favourites. Um, I just I don't see anything but Germany. When I'm, I'm, I was trying to make a case for Hungary before <laughs> came on, and I, I I just couldn't. You know, their game against Germany's game against Portugal, it was a thrilling tie, wasn't it? And both teams had offensive superstars. I just don't think Hungary will look to take the game to Germany. And I think they'll deploy similar tactics to that against France when they drew one all and try and get another result like that because you saw how happy they were and the celebrations when they got that one or draw with France, it was like they'd won the tournament for them. <laughs> um, so you kind of sort of think, well, emotionally, physically, will that have drained them somewhat? Everything's against Hungary in this one. Um, so I do think Germany will get the job done here. They could potentially keep a clean sheet, you know, what something that they've not done for done quite often at all. Um, like I said, they are averaging the 2.6 goals per fixture across the last 10 home internationals. And, Whilst I think Hungary will put in a good solid defensive display, ultimately I don't think it's going to be enough to, to get a result against the Germans. But I do think it will be a tight fixture. I don't see Germany going rampant. I think Hungary will try and hold out again. It just it won't be able to do it for, for the whole 90 minutes. So I do quite like a Germany win um, and under 3.5 goals. That is odds against. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it could be a Germany 4-5-0. But I just, I've got faith in Hungary. I'll back Hungary to kind of be resolute, particularly with if Germany makes some changes as well. So... Germany win and under 3.5 goals, you can get that at 2.1. All right, mate. I love it. I love it. 
Um, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say about that. You covered all base. It's one of those games mm. where, um, yeah, you, you just you, you're just bouncing off theories of how how Hungary could get it done. It's it's very hard to see them getting it done, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be maybe just a just a watch game and, and see if Hungary can can pull out the the unthinkable. Because mm-hmm. uh, if they do win, then Germany might not go through at least they'd they'd be uh they'd be a decent chance of not going through so yeah it'll be a uh, a good watch along there i love this question that we've had come through mate it might uh, it might take you a bit of time to think one off the top of your head but he's Limerick for liam oh, <laughs> is there any team that has been quiet so far in the group stage that could come to life in the knockout stages and he and I, he forgot to write at the end you can't say england Oh, I was going to say Spain. <laughs> yeah, that's one that came to my mind too. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, can go I, through either, either them or Austria. To be fair for me, I quite quite like Austria. Uh, really? I mean, they. Yeah. Would yeah, you yeah. say that they've? I mean, would you say they've been quiet though? I, I mean, obviously, no one really talks about them too much, but they have nabbed two wins. Yeah, but they played North Macedonia, who everyone beat in that in that group. You know, there was they've they've beaten them. The last three times, I think that now they've beaten them by an aggregate of something like ten to three or something like that. Like so, they always beat them. Ukraine were just abysmal, um, but Austria were very impressive in that game against Ukraine when they welcomed back uh, Arnautovic. And I'm not saying they will, but potentially, you know, the amount of shots and chances they created, it was quite impressive actually against uh, Ukraine. Against the Netherlands, Austria were poor, but I don't think you can read too much into that. Netherlands have been quite good so far, and in the group stages, obviously playing, uh, I believe, all of their games on home soil. But, yeah, potentially Austria could do quite well coming to the next round. I think they've got a few creative players. Of, so, you know, Liner coming in. Um, I think, is it Baumgartner maybe plays with them as well? You know, they're all good players um, for their respective clubs. And, yeah, potentially they could spring a surprise. You always do get a surprise package. So, you know, Spain and England suddenly doing well in the knockout phases wouldn't necessarily be a surprise. But, yeah, maybe maybe Austria. Obviously, I, I like Denmark as well. But as an actual surprise, Austria for me, I think they could do quite well. Yeah, it, it depends what you define as a surprise. Like, is it about a team that hasn't really been talked about much this tournament and then all of a sudden they, you know, they start, they start putting some more wins together? Or are we just talking about a team that you know, basically has no chance of winning the tournament, but they make it, you know, all the way or like like Austria, I guess, is an example there. But like, you know, I feel like Belgium isn't really being talked about too much. I feel like they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Um, what's well, I was night? going for like, a, I was going for like an underdog who no one had yeah. really thought of. That's, That's probably how most there. people define it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I've seen another comment there saying about Austria's got zero winning culture and what's worse than England, but... I don't really recall Greece having that winning culture when they lifted the trophy um, way back when. But I'm not saying Austria are going to win it. I'm just saying I think they could cause a surprise. They might only get through to the next round, but put in out of a performance and maybe even progress further than that. They don't won't get further in the quarterfinals, definitely. But I think they could potentially bring a surprise. I'm really excited to see how um, Denmark do that. I think they've become everyone's kind of second team now, haven't they? After everything that kind of happened. Um, and I'm absolutely buzzing to have seen them qualify in the, the last game. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Sweden, mate. I, I think they can. I would. I just don't think. Um, 
I don't know if it would be a surprise, but I think most people would be surprised if they made it through to, let's say, the semifinals or something like that. And I think they're, they're one of the most solid teams out there. Yeah, they haven't got the talent of, a, you know, Spain, France, Germany, Portugal, but I think they certainly have the, the team cohesion to, to just nab a few victories here and there. Um, yeah, maybe a few extra time victories, something like that. I can see them doing something similar to that. Um, all right, mate. I think that uh, I think that just about wraps us up for today. If people want to get in their last questions before we head off, um, but mate, we've gone through four different games there. Out of everything we've talked about, what's your favourite bet out of all four games? Oh, for me, I'm gonna have to say I like them all, but I'm gonna go with Sweden and Poland, both teams to score. Oh, there we go. All right. And everyone's crying out for a little little mug punt here. So I, I yeah, I like something in that Sweden Poland game. I do I do like the I, I'm a bit shocked that Poland uh, are favourites in that one. I do think that um It's just because they've got the that's it, isn't the it? motivation. They've got the motivation to, to win. They need to win. But 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 Sweden are just so hard to beat. So it's just that's the the thing where I'm just like, well, should they be favourites? Maybe it should be a lot closer in odds. So, I mean, maybe uh, I don't know. I don't really have a play, but maybe just a low scoring. I know you're going both teams to score, but I can see a low scoring. I can see a draw. I could see like a one nil Sweden. So I'll just give you all the bets in the world, guys, and you can choose which one you like. <laughs> <laughs> Alex's tips, and it's just a link to Bet Three Six Five. Yeah, I'm on, mate. I'm on, I'm on a low because uh, because my somehow my mug accumulator didn't come off overnight. Had the nil nil in the in the England game, which I mean, you could say it got close. You could say it got close. Um, and then what was the other Scotland to win? I mean, that wasn't very close at all. But I still think that was a decent bet, considering it. I don't know what they closed at. Probably something around two point seven or something like that. But. Yeah. Um, I was very, I was very surprised. Like I said to you off air, very surprised that they were offering odds of around thirteen to two for both, either one nil and two nil. It just seemed like the obvious scoreline if England were going to going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to Dutch both of them and obviously made a handsome amount of that. But yeah, very surprising. How did how did Saka play? It was good to see. Well, from an he was good. perspective, it was, it was good to see him start. Yeah, he, he was very good. To be fair, very active. Uh, made a lot of things happen. Set pieces. For me, left a lot to be desired. Um, you know, he was on set pieces. He was on set pieces, whipping in balls. I know it was a bit, bit of an odd one, but um, no. Overall, doesn't even do that for Arsenal. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, I was very impressed with Saka, though. Um, But if anything, that just highlighted why, like when Gareth Southgate said about Sancho, like, oh, you're playing Saka, you're starting him. Saka's got less tournament experience than Sancho, like. But never. I, I won't. You're right for experience, though, mate. He's got that. You're right. Oh, it's, it's not the detriment of, uh, of uh, Saka, though. I thought he was excellent, and it was good to see a, a different kind of England setup. And we looked more energetic. We looked more dynamic, and we looked, we played more direct football. And we just looked more up for it. It was weird, you know. When it doesn't really matter, kind of, it doesn't matter if we win or if we draw. We play well when it matters. Can't even put in the performance. <clears throat> Do you think he might stick with Saka going forward? Um. Mm. tough one to say I don't think so I think there's probably maybe one or two places up for grabs in terms of changes that are kind of first names on the team sheet for Gareth Southgate and I think Jack Grealish comes before him even though there's something not right there between the two 
But I think Jack Greenish gets into the side before Saka. And that would mean Saka's then got a bench Foden for me. And does that happen? And you've also got Mason Mount to come back. I know different positions, but a lot of those players we've mentioned are quite versatile. And I think they get into the team ahead of Saka. So it's difficult. I think he'll have a part to play. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, when he comes on, he's electric and he can really run at defences and make things happen. So he's definitely a viable option, but I don't think he's uh, going to get a starting berth too regularly. He was incredible for Arsenal, especially in the first half of the season. It was just the the amount of games at that age that he got asked to play is what really made him slow down towards the end. So it's probably been you know nearly a month since he's played a full 90 minutes. So he's probably had a nice rest now and has probably contributed to why he played so well today. So, um, yeah, good to see, even though, you know, it makes you want to vomit every time he passes the ball to Harry Kane, but that's all right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Mate, we can, uh, we can finish things up there. Thank you everyone for, for tuning in today. And thank you very much, mate. You've, uh, you put another superb, performance you know it just the late drop out of neil didn't phase you mate you just stepped up and yeah is what it is mate yeah. set the stage i guess we're used to nigel dropping out of the last minute too mate so that's all right <laughs> <laughs> he won't lie that comment he won't lie that comment at all won't. Won't. um you can find this man at c george gamble on twitter and his other twitter is at george underscore c g g Our next preview will be in two days from now, Thursday night. Don't miss that one. We'll be previewing the first half of the round of 16 fixtures. Uh, So that was that four games. Yeah, so that should be very, very good. And as I said, Nigel will be there. Neil should be back. So it will be a packed house, ready to rumble. Should be very, very exciting. Uh, But thanks for listening, everyone. Please do a quick rate and review of the podcast. If you're still on the stream, please give it a like. And, uh, yeah, if maybe if you want to listen back to it later, you can listen to it on the podcast. If you're listening on podcast right now, please subscribe, show a friend, all that good stuff. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today on the show, especially the value betting ones, start a free week trial of Trademate Sports. George, mate, I'll see you in a couple of days. Take care. Thanks for having me. See you soon, guys. Enjoy the games.